Blog Talk Radio. Welcome back to Geekish Cast Live. I'm your host, Jeremy, and for some reason, I want to hijack a rocket and sword fight an intergalactic conqueror. Joining me this week are my co-hosts, Paul Vieira. What's happening, Paul? Uh, All right, get over that. That's awesome. Hi, hey. Yeah. Hey, what's happening? And also joining us this week uh, is Jim on Jim's Jim Slepsky. Did I get this right? It's Joe on Jim. That was it. Yeah, I knew I was confused somewhere. <laughs> so, you were you were because your show dressed. I was recording it. Oh, I I can only imagine all those wigs and makeup and whatnot. Yeah, so, uh, Joe, I, I, I got to ask Jim. <laughs> Just so I can make that show. <laughs> I got to. Yeah, I got to ask. What happened? Was your show on in disguise for Halloween? What was going on over at Joe on Joe? My show is in disguise for Halloween this week. We recorded an episode, uh, the very first episode of Gem and the Holograms uh, commentary on it. So, so the show technically this week is Joe on Gem, and we are in, in disguise for Halloween week. I had a lot of fun doing it. It was, it was really a kick. Oh, nice. That is truly, truly outrageous. Way. That's great. Oh, I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> So waited all had to. That. It's a lot of fun. It's, <laughs> I did. I mean, it's, it's made by this. It's the same production company that did GI Joe and all that. And you know, uh, Christy Marks created it, and she was one of the Joe writers. Like, so there's a lot of GI, and there's technically it is it is in the same GI Joe universe. Uh, there's a uh, character Hector Ramirez Ooh. that crosses over at some point. So uh, yes, yeah, so it was it was a lot of fun. That's, That's awesome. pretty cool. Does that also cross over with Saint Elsewhere? Well, technically, everything crosses over with the Saint Elsewhere. <laughs> yeah, do you I'm know? You know, you know that, you know uh, that, right? Yeah, mind uh, Technically, everything does. Yeah, yeah, because from that, every every TV show on television takes place in the mind of an autistic child. Yeah. Well, a lot of the writing on television takes place in the mind of an autistic man. So <laughs> there you have it. That's just <laughs> there you go. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. So what's happening, guys? Uh, let's uh, start with you, Paul. What are you geeking out about this week? Um, nothing. I, I don't know if this is like geek stuff, but I've, I don't know if you guys have watched the uh, Stephen King like movies on Netflix, the 1922 and Gerald's Game. I'm ex- I want to see Gerald's Game. I'm real excited about it. But I've watched both of those. I have not week, yet. And uh, I really dug them like – I'm not like a big slasher horror film guy. Like I watched it. I like, I liked that stuff back in the day, you know, the eighties and stuff, but I'm more like a psychological horror guy. And uh, I thought they were really good. I guess maybe because my expectations weren't very high, but I really, really dug those. And I'm like, man, all week I'm like, I hope they keep making more of these like Stephen King novella movies, you know? So that's what I'm geeking out about the Stephen King Netflix movies. Those are like, Really caught me by surprise, and I dug them a lot. There's a couple times I had to watch them through my fingers, like I just couldn't watch the screen. But uh, it was really good. They were really good. Yeah, I was pretty grossed out a couple times, especially in Gerald's game. And when you watch it, you'll know the scene I'm talking about. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's how you should watch a horror film. To be fair, though. That's true. You should be grossed out. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Very true. Yeah. So, Joe, what are you geeking out about this week? Uh, also, um, I feel like also horror a little bit. Yeah. I've been watching, uh, I've been watching, uh, the nightmare on Elm street movies and that's, uh, nice. that's a lot of fun. And, uh, we had uh, John Carpenter at the shop on Saturday. That was, uh, that got us all in the so horror cool. mood. Yeah. So, cool. so it's, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah it's, it's Halloween. So, you know, between gem and, and, and horror <laughs> movies, I'm not sure what's scariest <laughs> in my life. Gem all the way. Yeah. It sounds like a, uh, yeah. Too close to call, possibly. <laughs> so, yeah. 
Well, me, or I not love this time of year. Maybe that's it. I love this time of year. I love slasher movies. I love horror movies. I picked up a board game called Mixtape Massacre, where everybody plays an a 80s-style slasher character, and you wow. go around the board building up a body count or trying to kill each other. I'm actually interviewing one of the creators Sunday, so that's going to be this week's episode. I thought that was going to be my geeking out thing this week, but it is not. I don't know if you guys are familiar with a company called Atmos FX. But a- they A-T-M-O- ATMOS? Yes. Yes, I've heard. Yes, they, yes, I'm sure. Okay, they sell projectable movies and this sort of thing. So mm-hmm. I have hung a semi-translucent sheet in my front window, and right now there are serial killers in the front room of my house chasing girls around with axes and hatchets and stuff. Amazing. Um, yes, I'm going to tune it down some. I got some dancing skeletons and Frankenstein's and werewolves that I'll put on on Halloween for the younger kids, and they start to come around. But I'm telling you, 9.15 p.m. sharp, it's going back to the hatchet killers. So, yeah. all <laughs> about... I have to come up with well, a, I have to come up with a costume to wear to work next week. And I'm, uh, I'm torn because today I came up with possibly my favorite idea of all time, but oh. it's totally not appropriate for work. I wanted to dress up basically as, a, as your friendly neighborhood child molester, but one who hands out Burger King Whoppers to children. I don't know why I find that really funny, <laughs> but I'm, I'm a, creepy. I'm vaguely troubled. <laughs> like, where are you going yeah. with this? I don't know. I don't know. We went yeah. off on a tangent. But a real creeper, a real creeper, who just, I just would carry a bag of like 10 Burger King Whoppers and just pass them out to people and talk about my van down the street and how we should go for a ride one day. And yeah, I really want to do that. He doesn't have any windows. Yeah, I really want to do that, <laughs> but, but I don't think that'd be appropriate for work. But I don't think um, yeah, the police do it at lunch. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. He's a popular guy with Burger King. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I was thinking something, and uh, we'll move on to our topics after this, but I was thinking about something earlier about like 15, 20 years ago when Halloween became like the sexiest holiday of the year and the girls started wearing the skimpy yeah. clothes, this, that, and yeah. other thing. And I realized, I realized that skimpy cosplay, I think, has replaced that. Because, like, Halloween, I don't see that as much as I did, you know, a handful of years ago. But right. I do on my Instagram every day see, you know, cosplay girls wearing skimpier and skankier clothes and then going into, you know, sexy Freddy, sexy Jason, which makes it really hard to watch horror movies after seeing that for some reason. But have you guys uh-huh. noticed that as well, or is that just being here in Central California? <laughs> No, I think there's. Yeah. I think I think socially there's been a a backlash against the sexy quote sexy costumes because yeah. people are more are so aware of them now. It's the pun, it's the butt of jokes. It's the punchline on people's jokes. Mm-hmm. I feel like once they actually started branding costumes as quote sexy, sexy. friendly, yeah, sexy whatever. Yeah, yeah, that's that's kind of when it really jumped the shark. When you were just doing it like kind of DIY, that was that's fun. I think I saw like a sexy eleven from Stranger Things recently, yes, and, I, and I was, oh. I was like, "What the? F-? I mean, right. come on, yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. not cool Sexy at all. Gertie from ET. <laughs> yeah. Oh, jeez. Yeah. <laughs> sexy ET. None of that's okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you don't have to say sexy ET. Just say ET. Just ET. I'll do the. Yeah. I'll do the sexy. Just I'll do the sexy man. Thank you very much. Yeah. <laughs> Um, there uh, was one alien. Everybody wants to be pro. Yeah. One of uh, one of the things that I, I absolutely to my dying day will regret not buying was a a couple of years ago they were selling an ET finger. It was an extension that you put on your own finger, <laughs> and it looked exactly like what you think I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. It was so uh-huh. awesome, and I never bought. It. I took pictures of it and laughed at it in the store. I'm like, why did I not take this home with me? So I would eternally have a creepy E.T. touchy finger. Yeah. It was also battery operated. Yeah, right. I, it was. It I, lit up. I made that. <laughs> oh, I'm not kidding. Yeah. I'm not kidding. Uh, That's Halloween. crazy talk. Good times. Yeah. I do yeah, love I'm Halloween. For its, well, you know, for its absurdity and its scariness. Well, you know, speaking of like being crossing universes and stuff like we touched earlier, that Halloween scene in E.T., that firmly cements E.T. into the Star Wars universe. Yes, it does. Absolutely. 
Yeah, because when E.T. recognizes Yoda, yes, that means, and I, obviously they use later on, they use an in, in E.T. race in, uh, in Phantom Menace, but E.T. recognizes Yoda, so that means absolutely E.T. has seen a Yoda-like alien. Yeah, absolutely yes. he has. Which is weird, because we've still... only seen one throughout the entire universe. Two. Right, right, yeah, right. No, we've seen two. I'm sorry, no, 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 we've seen two Yaddle. because of Yaddle in Phantom Menace. Yeah. Good point. Yeah, I we still don't know what species they are, though, or race, which is weird. There's two of them, and neither one of them don't know what their species is yeah. or race is. It's kind of weird. Well, they're old and forgetful, and they're the last two, yeah. so nobody can clue them. Yeah, that's who I All right. Yeah, people can't remember things. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's not like the Jedis are known for their great decision-making, Paul. <laughs> not at that time. <laughs> yeah. All right, all right. Well, that's all it right. for uh, what are you geeking out about this week. So let's move on to – oh, wait, I haven't done this in a while. Hey, Paul, get ready to pull your headphones off just in case here. We're going <laughs> to do right, our top more. three stories. Actually, that wasn't bad. No, you've got. I think you've got uh, it down to the appropriate volume. Yeah, I think that's okay. So that's, I think that's all that's right. Good. I didn't spit whiskey all over yeah. my computer's. Yeah, that's that's probably best. Um, okay, so oh, God, I can't believe I have to read this. <laughs> Shazam release date confirmed by director. Shazam. Oh, Shazam. God. Why do you not? You yeah. not like Shazam. He doesn't like. The well, word Shazam, Shazam is the wizard. Shazam is the magic word. Right. No, right. No, Shazam is now Captain Shazam. Marvel is the character. I know. I know, I know, right. but I know, but what do you, you know? What are you gonna do? What, do you, what are you gonna do? People, people don't know that, and they can't, they legally can't call him Captain Marvel, so yeah, well, they can call him that, they can't call the movie that. Right, right, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, you know what? I would be okay with, and I think I've said this before. I, I don't know if Joe, I don't know if Joe is with us at this time. Call yeah. him Captain Thunder. Thunder, yeah. They did. did they yeah, did that in the seventies. Yeah. Uh, well, you know that. You know that. You know that, right? Well, I know well, they did they, that they one crossover created, with Superman. Well, yeah, he created Roy Thomas created a character called Captain Thunder. Yeah, and he had the and magic belt buckle he could rub, and then the seven Indian yeah. words he would chant. Yeah, it was, it was yeah. a stand-in. Yeah, it was a stand-in for 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 Marvel. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was before they knew if they could use that character or not after the Fawcett deal in the 50s. But um, actually, somebody, oh, I don't remember who it was, somebody was going to do Captain Thunder in the 80s, and it was going to be Willie Fawcett was going to be a secret ID, and he was going to be a black guy, a black kid and a black guy, and they were going to completely reboot it, and they didn't do that. But hmm. here's the thing, if you just call him Captain Thunder... I think we'd be okay because they've left him out of the media since the '90s, besides spots and spits uh, here and there. So much. Yeah. Yeah, but but everyone knows the word Shazam, awesome though. Everyone yeah, knows the word Shazam. Why. To to hate on it is just to it's yeah. kind of to to cling to that like nerd like that's not right thing. Like everyone knows he's. I almost wonder Shazam's associated about, with him, so just call it Shazam. Yeah, but Shazam's the wizard. I've got a long well, time of growing up. I mean, the only no the only le- actual literal logistical problem is that when he says the word Shazam, then he can't really tell people his own, like, "What's your name?" Uh, I can't tell you. You can't tell you because I'll turn into if a I little. If I say boy. it, I'll turn into a little boy again. You know, like that's that's a logistical hurdle for him. Captain Marvel Junior had that problem. Yeah. Which was always kind of kind of clever. I liked how they use that in the uh, Future Titan story, where Tim Drake had figured out how to have a recording on hand to pull down the lightning to hit him whenever oh, he right. needed to. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he could uncaptain Marvel him if he had to. Um, but anyways, I guess they have confirmed the original hopeful release date of April 2019. Yes. For the Captain Marvel movie. Um. Well, Paul, let me let me ask you. How do you feel about this? How, how do you? I mean, are you excited? What are your thoughts on a Captain or a Shazam I, movie? I am. The only thing that kind of caught me off guard was I thought that you know Black Adam was going to be in the movie, but I guess they are separating them. So it's going to be the Shazam movie is going to come out in 
and uh, Dwayne Johnson will not be in it as Black Adam. He's going to do his solo film. So that, mm-hmm. that was the only thing that kind of threw me. Uh, but they, you know, they can, you do miss, you know, like Mr. Mind or Dr. Spago or whatever. So, so yeah, it, Savannah. Yeah. It should, yeah, they could do a cool Savannah story. Yeah. Yeah. Which I'm sure that, I mean, that's his probably most famous villain anyways, other than Black Adam. But. Well, it's funny. Black Adam. Oh yeah. Or Black Mr. Adam Mind. wasn't, Black Adam really wasn't a huge enemy of his until the, yeah. uh, like late seventies, early eighties, when when DC, like DC, oh yeah, Black Adam, when he, yeah, when okay, he showed up in after, DC, yeah. that was only his second appearance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Black Adam was a one-off character back in the day. Yeah, but I think more recently, like people would recognize that as his kind of like main villain. You oh, know? oh, you're a hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent. But I think Mister Mind would be kind of cool. Hmm. Just because it's a ridiculous yeah. character. Oh, they <laughs> uh, they better do Mister Mind. It'd be great. <laughs> Yeah, that'd be awesome. we better have Talking Tawny in there as well. Oh, oh there's yeah. no Talking Tiger. I'm, I'm going to be a little upset. Here's how you um, do. It. Here's how you do it. You do so, Mister Mind. Yeah. He controls Savannah, right? So that whoever they get to play mm-hmm. Savannah can be a bad guy in the first movie, but also then show up in the second movie and like, oh, I'm cured, but really he's really still a bad guy. But then Mr. Mind jumps into the mind of a tiger, and then he's controlling the tiger for a little bit, and that's how you get talkie tawny. Oh, oh there man. you go. Now, when, when Mr. Mind leaves the tiger, does the tiger keep his intelligence? Maybe. Or is talkie tawny a bad guy? Maybe. You never know. Well, I don't know. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm super excited. excited. I just hope they don't take themselves too seriously. You know? Yeah. The, the, there's a charm. I don't think that's a yeah. There's a charm. Yeah, charm that, that's a character you can't take serious. Yeah, there's a real charm to that character that that they yeah. they they cannot if they try to if they if they lose it they're Zach gonna Snyder be, it. They, Zach yeah, Snyder exactly that. You know, exactly. I'm not really too stoked about that, but uh, I, I am excited to see this movie. I mean, I I love you know okay. Captain Marvel is one of my favorite DCU characters, and I'm down to see a movie. Hopefully, they keep it light and fun. Go, what are your thoughts? What are your thoughts? Are you you looking forward to it, or what do you think? For Shazam? Oh yeah, yeah. I, but the power of Shazam, the Jerry Ordway uh, uh-huh. series from the nineties is is probably probably in my like top twenty all time series. That's which, a good one. Which, yeah, it's so good. It's so well done, and he handled all the charm that we're talking about that it has to have. He handled it perfectly. It was just a city that was stuck in time at one point, and and they mm-hmm. they just. You know, like he, they deal with it early on, and then they just move on. They don't. That's it. It's just a city that that is retro, and and now they live in the current day. That's all it is. Oh. Yeah, Power of Shazam was yeah. amazing. I used to have that hardback. That was really good. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, I love that character. I just I have such a hard time, and I know. I mean, I, it's me milking the nostalgia, the nostalgia Macau, but I just I have trouble getting past the name. I just want to be like that. He's not Shazam. That's the fucking wizard. <laughs> Don't you see what's happening, people? No, I hear you. Sometimes that stuff just bugs yeah. the shit out of you. So sure. I don't yeah. Well, well you, you know, know it, it, here's it, the thing. It, I, it, I hope they address. It's the kind of thing where I hope they would at least address it in the movie. You know. Yeah. Like whether in the movie he actually technically is Captain Marvel, or they just make a comment on it, but not mocking it. You know, the, the worst is when they then make fun of it and you're like, now you're just making fun of me because I want, you know, because I like the continuity of the comics. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it'd be and kind of funny remember. if like they said, you know, if they made a joke about like, oh, some other girl two cities over has that name. Oh, yeah. You know, oh, you know, funny. Yeah. You know, that would be, you know, we'd all get a laugh out of me like, oh, that's cool. Takes takes the air out of the room, you know, a little bit. It would be funny. Yeah. That would be. Most of us I mean, would know I, I what we're do remember about. as a little kid. Yeah, I do remember as a little kid when, like, Filmation had, like, the live action in the animated series. And some, you know, he would show up. I remember kids calling him Shazam back then. And I think it's one of those, like, that's like the early onset of some of my nerdiness where I'm all like, he's called Captain Marvel. And I just can't <laughs> yeah. get over it. 40 years yeah, people, later, and I can't let it go. People definitely, definitely, absolutely just call, straight up call him Shazam. Oh yeah. yeah, my son, my sixteen-year-old, he doesn't—he's like Captain Marvel. Who's isn't that on Marvel's side the girl? I'm like, mm-hmm. no, man, that's Shazam used to be called that, and so he doesn't know. Us, yeah. we'll know. No, that's, probably that's... the majority will 
automatically know Shazam and not Captain Marvel. Right. Yeah, and and we got to remember we're talking about a character that used to outsell Superman, mm-hmm. and he's just been relegated to the dustbin of history. You know yeah. uh, how far we've fallen as a people. This is the what? true sign of Trump's. <laughs> we have to call it Shazam. The good thing is with the movie, and the movie does well. The comics, I think, now are trying to are following the the films, so we may have you know a rehash of the actual comics, and Captain Marvel might come back and get his own series again instead of just being nowhere like he is right now. Yeah, well, they're they're yeah, they're that's... they don't really know what to do with him in the comics either. No, no. Hopefully, he'll come back. Yeah, I mean, what do you do? Just have just have a magic version of Superman hanging out somewhere else sometimes. Uh, yeah. You Why might not? Did like There's twelve did... Batman. <laughs> well, no, you're right. You're absolutely right. But um, they did. There was a comic book ten years ago, twelve years ago, thereabouts, and then they did an animated movie where Clark Kent finds Billy Batson. Oh yeah, and they yeah, and that was actually Captain, really good. Yeah. Yes, that was it. Superman that was America really First good. Thunder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was really good. If they did something along those lines, where. You had the two of them, and one's kind of keeping an eye on the other because he knows that in reality he's an eight-year-old kid or something. That might be really cool to have in that movie universe. Yeah. yeah. All right, that's enough of that. How about Daredevil, Daredevil Season 3? Paul, since Daredevil's your guy, why don't you uh, take us into that? Oh, I'm so freaking excited about this. So, officially um, confirmed that Vincent Nofrio uh, is coming back as Kingpin. And so they're having some rumblings and some rumors that they're going to go with the born again storyline. And I hope, hope, hope this is true. Born again is probably is my, is one of my favorite, if not my favorite storylines ever. It's the story that got me, that made Daredevil my favorite character in comics. You know, when I read it, I was just like, this is completely different than anything I've ever, I've read at the time. And, and I absolutely love that storyline. It totally makes sense. Like, why other, why, why would they have Nuke and Jessica Jones? You know, th- didn't seem like it made sense there. But they're just introducing him in Jessica Jones, so it can, to me, they can pop him up in, you know, Daredevil season three into this whole uh, Born Again storyline. So I'm, I'm super excited. I hope they do the the Born Again storyline. It's a great story. I think it'll translate well on TV. And except minus the maybe you know getting Captain America and Thor like they showed up in that so <laughs> yeah. that's the one thing that's probably not going to happen which would be really cool if they had little cameo in there but uh, yeah I'm super looking forward to this and, and the new showrunner you know I'm, I'm not really I mean um, Man in the High Castle is a really good show so he's doing so I'm you know I'm not expecting him to do a bad job but um, yeah I'm down right season three I'm I'm super excited. Well, I think uh, Jessica Jones and Daredevil are the two shows that, I mean, I forget Luke Cage, but those are the two that really cemented me, that made me enjoy this. I will watch almost anything D'Onofrio does besides Wash Your Heart. So, um, you know, I'm excited to hear that he's back. I thought one of the, the nice things you saw, and it was it season two where they snuck him in for two episodes and then back out? Yeah. Yeah, oh, I great. thought that was great. Yeah. It's yeah, it's just I think he's great. I love what they've done with Daredevil. Um, I can't wait to see it. And anything to move us on quickly from the Defenders, uh, where that story left off, I'm I'm on board for. I don't think Defenders was bad. It just wasn't like No, I didn't like the way it ended. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, it was just kind of a non ending ending, which, you know, if you if you're gonna end something, then end something. Don't just kinda like go, Aha, we tricked you again. <laughs> <laughs> got you again you fucker yeah yeah i'm on board with i'm on board with born again i agree paul that's that, that's probably my favorite daredevil story it's funny though I, i've always i've always felt this way i don't think it's the the story as printed kind of sticks the landing i think it does get a little crazy with nuke uh-huh. um because it's such a personal story and then it turns into you know a giant slugfest so yeah. um, I, I hope that they fix that. I hope that they remedy. I don't know what exactly I want it to be, but I just I just hope that it's different. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be the big slugfest. Like, yeah. 
that, but that, that the other but, yeah, part that, of that it will. All of it is, yeah. The first like four issues of that are just my favorite things in the world. Yeah. So, they, and they could easily do it. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, I think we're all on we're all on board then. I believe so. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, that's good. Um, so the next one, I. I mean, I think it's a cool idea. I can't wait to see what they do with it. I, you know, I'm kind of curious because we we demand that everything hold the continuity now, even if you get a better idea by going slightly outside of continuity. But um, they're working on an X-23 Logan spinoff movie. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah I'm kind of on board because, first off, that little girl kicked a lot of ass. She really, really yeah. did. Yeah, she, she, she made I mean, movie. I didn't, I did not think for any moment watching that movie that, oh, there's no way a kid could do that. The whole time, just like, she murdered the shit out of that guy. <laughs> so she was awesome in that movie. Yeah. I mean, I hope this So I guess through. the one, yeah, so the one question I have, and, and here's the thing. So even Fox has been more guarded besides when they tried to throw out there, oh, we'll have a shared universe, and then it fell apart. DC appears to just be like randomly going, hey, guys, in two years, we're going to have, uh, you know, Princess Amethyst plus, uh, you know, Merlin the Black Sorcerer as a movie. What do you think? Oh, nobody likes that? Well, then we're going to have these five movies, whereas yeah. even Fox and Marvel seem to be taking a more con- conscious and cautious Path at it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, what do you guys think of the idea of an X twenty three movie? Well, I'm fully on board. Yeah, the girl, the little girl was great. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and I, even I though it took me forever to get around to seeing Logan, I liked it quite a bit. I thought it was a really touching and deep movie, which was pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Today on Instagram, Hugh Jackman teased him buying a. Yeah. Yellow yeah, and blue Wolverine costume. How's <laughs> that pretty awesome? Like, don't you tease that, damn it! Yeah, right. Yeah, I mean, and a lot of this has to do with the, the success of Wonder Woman. You know, like before, for some reason, you know, um, I don't know if Hollywood producers or whoever they're they're they don't want to make a female superhero movie for some. I don't get it. Like they make plenty of other garbage movies that make $2 in the theaters. And then it finally takes wonder woman to come out and, and do financially have financial success that they're like, Oh, maybe we can do. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's like, it's not the fact that you have a female protagonist. It's you write a shitty movie that happens. You know, if it's a movie is good, we will watch it. That's all it mm-hmm. takes, you know? They don't get that part. It's not because there's a female in the lead role. I mean, look at Star Wars and Wonder Woman. They made a shit ton of movies. Yeah. Because the movie was good. Mm-hmm. So they can make a good movie. And, and as far as I'm concerned, X-23 was an equal star to Hugh Jackman. You know, uh, well, I can't remember the girl's Daphne. You know, I can't yeah. remember her name. But she was equal, equal billing, equal footing in that movie with Hugh Jackman. She hung right there with him. Yeah. She stole most of the scenes. So I think it's they almost totally like she was more. a tiny little clone of him. <laughs> I know. What? Almost. What? So I'm super excited. I hope they make it. I hope it does really well. And, and I'll definitely watch it. And I don't like any of the X-Men movies. This is my Logan was my favorite X-Men movie that Fox put out. I thought the other yeah, one was garbage. Logan's pretty amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Logan. Logan took the cake. I mean, that really like. I think that might have been like what made them go like maybe maybe we can do the superhero movie and not suck. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And you know what's funny, Paul is like I can't even remember what movie it is. They always like reference back to and go, "Well, see a female protagonist." It's like Barbed Wire came out in '93 and nobody saw Bar- it. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Catwoman. Female, the failure of Catwoman. Yeah. Like no, Catwoman was just a bad movie. Yeah, Nothing Catwoman to do with that. It was a, a, a female shitty, superhero. A shitty, yeah. yeah, it was almost a shitty female version of the crow. You can't yeah. then turn around and, right. like, you know. <laughs> yeah. Right. Meanwhile, you get a movie uh, like uh, Long Kiss Goodnight, which uh-huh. is amazing, and yes. people forget about it. Yeah. Uh, aliens? <laughs> oh, yeah, right. I mean, there's so many. It's 
I don't I don't get it. As long as the movie's written well and it's a good movie, it doesn't matter if the the hero has long hair or short hair. You know what I'm saying? Like it's all right. the same. It doesn't matter if it's a guy or a girl. Yeah. You will watch it. Well, and I believe I believe Ripley was written to be a male in the original Alien movie. I believe oh, you're I correct. I think all they did Yeah, I think all they did was flip the casting. But I mean that should prove it right there. You should be oh. able to do that. Yeah. Just say, hey, you know, we wrote this. We wrote this to be, you know, X or Y, and and said we're going to go this way, because it doesn't have to be about sex or gender. It just has to be about the character, unless you're playing like, say, you know, uh, a three boobed alien lady, and then obviously the casting becomes more important. Well, a guy can't have three but, boobs. Come on. Yeah, I feel like that's. You know, I feel like that's limited. That's limiting. Yeah. Why limit? Well, I'm just thinking of yeah. I'm just thinking of the uh, the casting money that goes into trying to find people to fill roles. I'm, I'm sure they're out there, but they probably don't all live near where a low budget movie like that would be filmed. Yeah. Right, you'd be flying people around all the time. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited. I think that'd be cool. I mean, obviously, you get the same the same people on board. It'd be great. Uh, or it should be. I mean, just just the math alone is on your side right then and there. Yeah, and then you do it quick while we're still in love with this. Yes. Before this little girl becomes an awkward teenager. Yeah, yeah. that's the thing. They Strike have to be fast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Strike yeah. before puberty before puberty gets hot. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. That, that's really it. Oh, hey, uh, speaking of DC, just throwing shit at the walls now. <clears throat> Gareth Evans talks for Deathstroke movie. Oh. So. Yeah. <laughs> So before, before uh, anything had happened with, um, you know, ba- the Batman solo movie moving forward when it was still that Ben Affleck was going to write, star, direct, produce, and cater it himself, yeah. rumors yeah. of of uh, Joe Man, I can I can never say his name right. Is it Manganello? Manganello, yeah. Manganello. Manganello. I, I always slaughter his name when I when I do that. I'm, if I ever meet him, he'll punch me right in the nose because of all the horrible things I've done to his no, name. No, he's no, no, he's not. He's a really nice dude, and yeah. and he knows people can't pronounce his name. Yeah. He made a whole thing okay. like Pee Wee Herman yeah. Christmas special. Yeah, just refer okay. to him as okay. Sofia Vargas' husband. Yeah, Mr. 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 Vergara. Yeah, there you go, Mr. Vergara. He's yeah. He shops at Golden Apple occasionally. He's a nice dude. Oh, nice. Really? Yeah, he yeah. Like he, I, he was always coming in looking for like Lobo stuff and um, you know, various various characters that he was that he was trying to get get going throughout the years. Right. Yeah. Oh, he would have been a good Lobo yeah. too. You know, it was, yeah, it was a couple of years ago when my when my son Micah puts on Spider Man for his son when he was visiting one time. And he goes, hey, 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 look at that. It's it's the werewolf from True Blood. He's in Spider-Man. He's flashed yeah. off. I'm like, oh, I never caught that. That was kind of cool. Also, he also was in there once researching uh, Bigby, the big bad wolf from Fables. Oh, really? Would be so yeah. good is that? Yeah. I never I don't, never thought I think, about it, but I think that would work. Yeah, but I think with, like, with Once Upon a Time, I don't think they're going to make fables for a long, long time. Oh uh, yeah, because once upon a time is yeah. is fables. It's, it just ripped ripped off fables. It's just not as good. No, it's oh god no. <laughs> but it's just it's the yeah. same rip off. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. Well, you know, you can't copyright an idea. You know, so you gotta you know, right. Yeah, you come yeah. out with yeah. something. Yeah, right. And that idea was you know using it's just his execution of it. I I think the execution of fables was amazing. Oh and yeah, I, yeah. And I would love to. I would love to see that specific vision uh, on the live screen, but you know, it would be easy yeah. to do too. Wouldn't be anything crazy. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, but you know, I wanted to say real quick. Um, you know, they've had a live version of Deathstroke, and I imagine we're going to have another one with Teen Titans. I like Manu Bennett's Deathstroke on Arrow. I think it's been really good. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I like Manu Bennett because I was a big fan of his on Spartacus as well. Uh-huh. Uh, Lovely know, kind of a, you know, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, beautifully shot, uh, very delicate show like Spartacus. Um, but when you look at Manganello, he looks like what I assume, uh, you know, Slade Wilson is, would look like. You know, yeah, he's, he's, like he's, this, a massive, you know, he's a massive muscular, dude. Yeah. 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 Yeah, he really yeah, is. He's like, like one of those guys, like, I think, 
I think if you saw him in person, if I saw him in person, I would be taken aback by how much bigger he is in real life than he looks on TV. Yeah, you know what I mean. Uh, yes, I'm six. Yeah. I'm six foot three, like two seventy five, and I felt intimidated by him. Yeah, he's yeah. a big dude. Like, he's got a presence. He's got a presence to him for sure. Yeah. When we were flying back from uh, Vancouver, David Ramsey, who plays a uh, Diggle on Arrow, was mm-hmm. uh, in the VIP line like ten feet from us, and nice. that dude's as big as a fucking wall. You know, <laughs> is he? But you nice. can't tell. On, yeah, but you can't tell on TV. The dude is like pretty jacked. It's like a friend of mine was playing dice with uh, Kurt Henning, Mister Perfect, back in the day, <laughs> and he goes, "Look on TV, he looks small." But if you stand next to him, he goes, his shoulders are about three feet across, and his you know, yeah. back to chest is like two and a half feet. Is, the <laughs> man is massive, but when he's standing next to a seven-foot giant, you can't tell. Funny. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, um, I'm kind of down, but this is this does strike me as more of DC just going, uh, let's throw another name out there and see if people are into that. Well, I wonder how much this has to do with uh, the – Batman, Ben Affleck distancing stuff, you know, because they, they, yeah. Affleck's not coming back as Batman and they need to fill that spot. And they already announced Manganiello as this character. And you know what I mean? Like there were a lot of balls yeah. in the air that now the, Bat- the Batman production is way pushed. Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah. Now have they definitely said that that's it? Ben Affleck's out. Have they? It's, it's, Almost a done deal, yeah. I mean, every every yeah, it's almost a done deal. Every couple of months, it's like one thing gets knocked off the table, you know. Yeah, and then now, honestly, with this Weinstein stuff, he got dragged into that. I I can't see them wanting him to represent, you know, as Batman. Yeah, Yeah. which is unfortunate. I thought he was a great Batman. Yeah, he was fine. Yeah, I thought I thought he was. I thought he did a good job. Yeah, um, but, there is a problem when you hire a guy who's 45 to hold a role for the next 10 or 12 years, though. Well, yeah, that's the whole yeah. problem with letting Snyder start the universe with Dark Knight Returns. Like, why are you starting it yeah. with your yeah. most popular character at the end of his career? That's just, just silly. Silly, yeah. Just silly. Yeah. 100% agree. That's all right. The, the Flash is going to come along and fix it all. I heard he's I heard he's really good in the, in the Justice League movie. Get out. I yeah, hope they so. said they said I you're gonna so. fall in love with uh, I forget the actor's name but uh, the kid from We Need to Talk Ezra About Kevin um, Ezra Miller yeah uh, they said he's really really good in it uh, man he's yeah, one of I my, hope so, so because he's like my least one of my least favorite things about that movie well and he's I starting like, off in a like you know well the costume's terrible just atrocious terrible costume yeah but i like him i it's like, like think he's... i do i do like him i everything else i've seen him i've i've really really liked him but i'm just right maybe i just can't get past the costume right and he looks like a mall speed walker oh <laughs> it's so bad it's so so bad yeah nothing about that i feel like alex toth is spinning in his grave <laughs> like the the uh, a man who just designed amazing costumes for like you know, like, you know what I mean? Like, like, like Toth would design a costume that you knew, oh, Space Ghost, that's, of course, that's what Space Ghost needs to look like, you know? Yeah. Like a character, like yeah. the Flash needs to look streamlined. Like, like all those great 70s animation stuff. When I think of streamlined looks, I think of like Alex Toth. And I know, obviously, he didn't like do a bunch of Flash stuff. But, yeah, he's the kind of, that's the kind of sensibility that he always brought to stuff. and. Uh, I would have yeah. rather they would have went the uh, like the Spider-Man route, which is a kid who doesn't know what he's doing. He makes his own crappy uniform, and then Batman makes him a better one, but not like that. I mean, mm. how is this? I, I'm sure they'll explain it, but some guy in a garage is not going to make a costume that looks more high tech than cyborgs. <laughs> yeah, and the other the other thing this is this is I 100% admit this is a huge nerdy like anal retentive nitpick i get it you can hit uh, on me for all you want but if they they're, they're showing so much electricity flying off flash but then they show him like living in a bunker with all these tvs and computers and all this stuff <laughs> Those things, you know what i'm saying like they yeah, don't yep. go together a hundred percent they do not go together i hear he's shorting out everything that he goes near with that much electricity flying off 
Yeah. So I, just I'm just saying. Electromagnetic pulses. You know, yeah. I'm just yeah. saying. I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah. All right. Yep. All right. So yeah. those are our big stories for the week. So, right. uh, yeah. Um, you know, DC, pick a path forward and stick with it for a while. Just, just like for three months. Give us some sense there's some stability in the world again. That's that's what I'm getting at, I guess. <sighs> All right. So, Paul. What are your picks? Yes, What's your pick of the week? All right, so uh, I actually had a little bit of trouble picking something this week because nothing really jumped out at me. But keeping in the spirit of Halloween, uh, Hack Slash Resurrection number one by Image Comics came out this week, and uh, I basically went to this because I thought, like, what did I have the most fun reading? And this is this was the the one that I had. Like, it was a really fun book. And awesome. It's been a while since I've read Hack and Slash, you know. It's been what, like four years, maybe, since it stopped. I don't know. It's been a while, and uh, it it was just a fun book. I mean, it's just you know, basically, you know, uh, if anybody's, it's about Kathy Hack. You know, she's a lone survivor of a serial killer that ended up being her mom. Spoiler alert. <laughs> and uh, her, you know, her buddy her sidekick or whatever you want to call it, Vlad, he, he, he dies in the end of it. And then she basically is like, I'm done with this whole monster slaying thing. And she wants to separate herself and she's living in a trailer park. And of course that last one issue. And <laughs> she's going to, she's getting back into the whole killing zombies and stuff. I mean, it's just a fun little, just a girl with a bat killing zombies, going to some summer camp. That's very you know reminiscent of Friday the 13th filled with a bunch of kids who are survivors of serial killers and whatnot. So it's like a horror comedy. And I just had a lot of fun reading it. The, the, the art's really good. Um, at first I was like, oh, Tim Seeley's not writing this, you know, he's a creator. Uh, but uh, Teeny Howard, she, she's writing it. And uh, it was just really fun. So this, that was my pick for this week. I dug it. Right on. No, awesome. it's, it's right up my alley. I read it. I oh god, when did those start coming out? Two thousand four, two thousand five. I read them early ish yeah. back then. I didn't stick with them very long. But anybody that knows me knows I love slasher stories. It's it's part of growing up in the eighties. Uh-huh. You know. Yeah. So I'm I'm down. Um. So what are you looking forward to for next week? Uh, next week, looking for uh, Batman White Knight number two. Uh, uh, this is pretty much done by Sean Murphy. Every all of it written, drawn, all of it's by Sean Murphy. Um, so DC's doing like these kind of like standalone Elseworld stories, right? But they're not calling them Elseworlds, mm-hmm. which I think is weird. But this is one of them. You know, uh, New Order, Nightwing, New Order is one of them. But um, I read the, the the first issue and like. Basically, Batman's kind of like gone on the edge. He, he beats the living crap out of Joker, gives him a bunch of pills that essentially like cures him, right? And and in, and throughout the first issue, they, they they're referring to him as Jack Napier, like so they know Joker's origin, they know who he is, mm. and uh, which is really interesting. And he he basically is lucid. He's a normal person. You know, the makeup's gone, and he he likes decides he's going to sue Batman and press charges against him and the, the GCPD for all this like abuse and stuff. And um, it's just a really interesting take on the Joker Batman relationship. And just, I mean, the art is absolutely fantastic. I mean, Sean Murphy's is amazing. Uh, So uh, I really dug the first one. I'm just looking forward to the second one. Uh, uh, I think the series is going to be really, really good. So that's what I'm looking forward to next week. It looks really good. You know what it sounds like to me, though? It sounds like fake news. Fake news. <laughs> Batman's not a villain. Ah. Fake news. <laughs> so, for some reason, we still haven't got the nomenclature down on the notes for this, but, um, Joe, what did you read last? I read, um, well, t- I guess technically it's a, the, sort of a cheat. I did not read it yet, but what I will excited and want to talk about this week is a book that you can find at your local comic shop it's called john carpenter's tales for a halloween night and it is an anthology book and it's actually volume three they've done three years worth of them uh and they're really 
really good. Carpenter wrote one of the stories. You got Steve Niles working on it. Uh, Jan Dersma did some of the art. John Bogdanov, Derek Robertson contributed. Um, let's see who else would you know? Well, his wife, Sandy King Carpenter, she wrote some of it. Joe Harris wrote some. Cat Staggs and Amanda Dybert did some of the work on it. Dwayne Straczynski. Um, oh, yeah. Really, yeah, really, really, really. James Ninnis, David Shaw, like cool dudes. And the stories are good. A lot of times anthologies can be a little hit or miss, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I've, again, I've not read this year's, but it's, it's sitting here in my hand. I'm flipping through it. But last year's was great, and the year before was great. So uh, I want to support it wholeheartedly. So go out. It's called Tales for a Halloween Night. And it's basically like, you know, uh, uh, Tales from the Crypt, you know, like uh, old Crypt Keeper kind of stuff. Yeah, old EC comic style anthology horror comic yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, it's exactly yeah. that. Awesome. Exactly that. They even have a narrator that uh, kind of introduce, introduces stuff in between the stories, and the, it's, it's a really well done package. Nice. Right on. Huh, that sounds really cool. Is it like is is the narrator just like John Carpenter, like drinking Red Bull, so he's really like gacked out the whole time or something? <laughs> <laughs> no. You know what? It's funny. You know what he looks like? He looks like uh, Stephen King from Creepshow when he was the uh, hillbilly guy that got touched. Meteor by... shit. Meteor shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's that's kind of what the uh, he's a uh, grave digger in this in the story. Awesome. He's in all the he's in all the anthologies, and uh, that's he's, awesome. Yeah, it's 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 pretty cool. So he, he looks just like the meteor shit guy. That's great. I I when I was a kid, I loved Creepshow. It was one of my absolute favorite horror movies. It was good. Absolutely, yeah. You know why? Because I love zombies, and George Romero directed it. And uh, speaking of zombies, let's get to our topic of the week. Um, Paul, I'm going to let you take the lead on this one, because I know you were kind of coming from a particular point of view on the uh, season premiere of The Walking Dead. So why don't you get us started? Uh, yeah, so season season eight, episode one. And, you know, I watched it. And you know it was good, it was fine, and um, and and I, I don't know about you, Jeremy, but I I, I read the comics like I'm not 100% caught up yet, but I, I'm fairly caught up. Joe, are you you pretty caught up? Do you read the, the uh, comics? I read the omnibuses, and I have volume yeah. three, but I haven't read it yet. But I'm, I know it's I keep abreast of what kind of what's yeah. happening in it. Yeah. So I'm exactly like you. So I read the omnibuses. So I'm a little bit further uh, ahead than the se- the series is on TV, but. Uh, I just remember like going into work, like I would have to watch it on Sundays. Cause if I went into work, like I'd have to plug my ears because everybody was talking about walking dead. Um, <laughs> so, but this time around, like nobody was talking about it. And I don't know if it's just because if it's the show or it's just because when the show first started, like comic book series, or this type of pop culture stuff wasn't on TV and has, I guess my question is like, has walking, is walking dead like gone over the hump and is it on its way like to becoming not as relevant as it was before? Because to me, I feel like Um, like it needs to start wrapping up. Well, if I, if I can throw something in here real quick, I think it's happened to the walking dead a few times. Um, where it started off hot and then it kind of fizzled out and then um, the original producer left, so they killed Dale. There's been a few ebbs and flows in it, but eight years is a hellaciously long time Uh for an actor to commit to playing a character. And then, you know, there's a couple of, like, look at that kid that plays Carl. He's, like, old enough to retire now. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, his whole life has been spent playing this. I'm sure he needs to get or is ready to get on to other stuff. I bet you there's movie movie offers out there for him. He's a good actor. The guy yeah. that plays Rick, same thing. He's been playing this character for eight years now. Um, right. You know, and and they have really made a science of dragging a 15-minute story out into, into two one-hour episodes. So uh-huh. that's kind of my yeah. feeling on where we're at with The Walking Dead right now. Um, yeah. Let's see, Joe. I know you were you were saying you didn't have a lot to say on yeah, it, but I mean, you like must I, have I some. Watch, I watch it like I, 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 yeah. I was I was just like it just it didn't feel like a special episode. I guess I don't know. It just was like oh okay. 
we're doing this again. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Like they, they, they might have been they might have been better served maybe two or three years ago to kill Rick off just to tell us no one's really no one's safe and it's not yeah. just Rick's story. You know, uh, I'm not saying I wanted that, but yeah, they're they're in a corner now where okay, well you know these guys aren't going to die. Yep. Michonne, yeah. Rick, and Carl have plot armor. Nothing can touch them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. I mean, I like you know, it. Now, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't love this episode, but you know. Well, and I don't think ever since they. Oh, remember the little girl who? Oh God, who went all nuts and started trying to you know she killed the other little girl so they oh. become zombies. Oh, so that Carol, was, awesome. that was a that great was awesome. Episode. Yeah. How do you fall? Where do you get that kind of emotional resonance a second time? You know what I mean? It's that yeah. I they still haven't followed that episode with anything with that same grab you by the balls and drag you across the room. Well, you know, I thought it was a crime that the actress who plays Carol didn't get nominated for something for that season because oh. she was amazing. 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 Yeah. I mean, she, she really, she's I mean, that was, she was really, really, really great in the mist. Yeah, she was really great when she was in the mist. The, would you walk a, a woman? To, would you walk a woman to her car? <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, <laughs> I Frank there about mist. The mist? I didn't watch yeah. it. Oh, it's a fantastic. She's in it, and she plays a distraught mother who wants to get. You know, she's stranded with everybody in this convenience store uh, when this this giant mist attacks the town. <laughs> And she's like, well, I have to leave because my kids are at home and I need to go check on them. And they're like, no, you can't. She goes, no, I, I need to. It's my kids. So she leaves in like the first act. And then you assume she's dead. And then spoiler alert, like at the very end, you see her, you see that she's been rescued and she just drives by on like the, um, like the military truck that she actually made it out. Okay. But no one wanted to go with her to help her get to her car. Cause no one wanted like, and she, that she's like, Don't, won't yeah. someone help a lady to her car? And no one wanted to go outside. And so she's like, well, I need to go. And she just falls up and leaves. It's great. It's a great moment. That's pretty cool. No, I, that was a remake of an earlier movie, right? The mm, no. no, I don't think so. Carpenter did a movie no. called the okay. fog, but, but the, the mist, fog, mist, yeah. mist is a Stephen King story. You know what? That's what it, hold on. No, that's what it, I always think of the fog when I hear the mist. I always yeah. think it's a remake of that. And you're right. Yeah. It's, it's not, but in no, my head, do, I had always very a remake of the fog though. They did do a remake yes, of the fog. They did. They did. That with, is uh, true. With, yeah. It was okay. Tom Welling. Yeah. That's see, that's the one I was just thinking of. Okay. Okay, that's why I never saw it because I thought it was the remake of The Fog. No, see, <laughs> I, I skipped over them both. The Mist okay. is good. Okay, hold on. I'm putting that on my notes page, right? You can hear my <laughs> pen clicking, and now I'm writing The Mist. Okay. Oh, and uh, um, as, as, wait, as long as I'm thinking of it, Jeremy, as per your recommendation last yeah. week, I bought the uh, I bought the Flash Gordon soundtrack, and you're right, it's so good. Like the full yes, soundtrack, it is. not just oh, the I one mean, song yeah. that we all know. Yep. It's um it is one I I don't even know if I own it again right now. It's one of those those in, I talk about this all the time how there's these like things that I buy every two or three years because I loan them out or I lose them or I forget them so I just uh-huh. rebuy them. Uh-huh. Flash Gordon soundtrack is one of those. Back when I used to draw, what I would do is I would put that on and I would sit and draw while listening to it. Mm-hmm. Oh, speaking of that, I just saw a trailer for. Uh... At, what what is it after Flash or the new the documentary about Flash Gordon? Yeah, you know Lisa's making yeah after Flash. Yeah, yeah, I just saw a trailer for it. Oh, God, I need to get a hold of her. Maybe it's almost done. It, it must be. I just saw a trailer and it looked awesome. Yeah, well, because I, I know the last I talked to, I was like, oh, still... he must already know about this. No, I haven't seen it. Yeah, send it to me, Paul. I haven't seen it, uh, and we got to okay. get a hold of her. Last I talked to her, she was still trying to get a hold of. Timothy Dalton. I'm still convinced Lisa's a spy, by the way. <laughs> convinced of it. She's running around the world chasing Timothy Dalton. You can't tell me she's not a spy. Yeah. I can think of worse things to do. But for, uh, perhaps I've said <laughs> too much. True. Yeah. Yeah. Way to dime her um, <laughs> Yeah. So, The Walking Dead. Um, why didn't Rick try to shoot uh, Negan? I would have taken that shot, especially since after half an hour of yakking at him, he he fired on the count of seven. Oh my god, that thing that, that drove me nuts. 
Yep. I'm glad you brought that up. The whole time they're sitting there talking to these guys, it's like, listen, as a man who's shot weapons many times in his life, all of those people up on that balcony should be dead. Yep. Like, yeah. There is no reason why any one of them should be breathing. That was the biggest mistake. Like, it totally took me out of that whole episode. Yeah. Like, these should all be dead. I don't. I was. I don't even shoot rifles very often anymore. I could have put five shots into his body center, you know, center of his body mass with very little difficulty. You know, it really, that really ends up Yeah. And it'd be one thing if like he did the countdown to let them get inside and didn't fire on them at all, but he counted down to seven and then opened fire willy nilly, not hitting anybody. My, my and I'm like, okay, so shot somebody at that. Distance. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I could have hit him with a slingshot and killed him from there. <laughs> Very true. But yeah, one thing, if you're like, like all of a sudden they were on his front porch. Yeah, yeah, you know, like they were awfully close quarters. Like it was weird. Yes. Um, but Zero like my seven. thinking was, if they were just there to scare the shit out of everybody, then you count them down to ten, let them get inside, fire everywhere, and go. You don't open fire early, and then he stayed behind, you know, risking zombie bites to take shots at him again. And I'm thinking, but you had a free and open shot for like 42 minutes if you count commercials already. Um, yeah. Why didn't you do it uh, then? Because that's one. Nuts. That's a snake. You cut the head off that snake, and the body dies. We all know that. We're all Negan. They've said it over and over again. You kill Negan, Negan crumbles. But, I mean, we know he's not going to – that's the thing. Like The whole time I'm watching this, I know he's not going to die. Spoil, spoiler yeah. alerts for people who don't <laughs> read the comics. Yeah. Sorry, people. Like I know people yeah. want him to die, but he's not, unless they totally – I hope they change. I hope they change it. Like, them doing what they're doing with him in the comics, I think it's going to be just too much Negan. I I love Negan. Well, he, He's one of my favorites in the book. He's fantastic, but... I feel like Jeffrey Dean Morgan would be an expensive guy to just have sit in a jail cell for most of your episodes. You know? Exactly. <laughs> so, I hope that's one of those changes that they make. Because, um, yeah, and Jeffrey Dean Morgan, I love him as an actor. And I was excited about him when they. Oh, yeah, he's he great. Hurt. He's great, but I'm not really a super fan of him as Negan. As time is going on, maybe it's just I was, me. I think he's. Yeah, I don't know. I think he's outstanding in that role. Do either of you guys watch Supernatural, or have you ever watched Supernatural? Yes, I have. No, no, I'm not a okay. Okay. Okay, so in the first season or two, Jeffrey Dean Morgan played the father of the two lead yeah. characters, right? Yeah, yeah. So in an ep- in an episode last season, the two brothers walk into a room just covered in blood, and one of them's got a baseball bat wrapped in barbed wire, and he holds that and he looks at it and he goes, "God, Dad would have loved this," and then he chucks it across the room. <laughs> yeah, that was worth the price of admission alone. Um, I-, I thought that was one of the funniest things ever. <laughs> you know, I love shows that get all meta on themselves. I know, right? No, I love Jeffrey yeah. Dean Morgan. It just. I don't know. Uh, maybe it's because I just really like that character in the book. For some reason, it's just not connecting with me, me personally. So reading the book sometimes ruins the show for me because I'm like, oh, I wish they would have done something else. But uh, but sometimes yeah. they do things better in the show than they've done yep. in the book. So It's a mixed bag. All right, Joe, if people want to find out more about Joe on Joe or Joe himself, where can people go? Well, go to Facebook, Instagram, at Joe on Joe Pod. Find me on iTunes. Find me on Stitcher, anywhere you get your podcast. Go to Joe on Joe and listen up. Awesome. Paul Vieira, where can people find you on the interwebs? I tweet at PaulVieira79. And everybody else, you can catch us at geekishcast.com or on Facebook at facebook.com slash geekishcast. And I tweet from at the geekishcast. We will be back next week, Thursday, 7 p.m. Pacific time. Fred Awanek will be our guest host. Uh, if you're a Canadian, a Corner Gas fan, uh, or watch Monk, Supernatural, any of those shows, he's been on those as well. Fun guy. Can't wait to have him on. Should be a good time. Paul, Joe, thank you guys very much for taking the time to do this. I'm glad things worked out technically this time. Yeah. Hell yeah. Great to be great to be back in the saddle. Hell yeah. Yeah. And shit, guys, we're done on time. <laughs> <laughs>
guys thank you very much we'll uh reconvene next week at this time awesome hell yeah is yeah. there anything particular you want to talk about with fred on there um with fred if we could find something about recasting uh a character role i know he's a real big watchman guy but also since corner gas animated's coming up and they had to recast a main character on there because the actress died it might be time to look at like what happens when you have to recast a quote-unquote iconic role um, but other than that, I mean, I'll, I'll get some ideas and we'll start thro- throwing some things back and forth. Hey, is yeah. there uh, is there a place I've never even heard of? I know I've heard you talk about Corner Gas, but I've, I have no idea what that is. Is there a place? Is that on Netflix or something? It's not on Netflix, Joe, but you can find it on YouTube. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you can find it on there. Um, and the, the other thing, I mean, I've got multiple copies of some of the seasons that I loan out. So if you can't find it anywhere, let me know. I'll mail you one. <laughs> I'll take a peek at YouTube. Should be able to yeah. find it. Okay. Yeah. Let me know if you need, uh, you know, like if you want me to like suggest some best of episodes or something for you. Okay. Cool. cool. All right. All right, All right guys. Fellas. Well, if I don't talk to you before Halloween, have a happy Halloween. Absolutely, fellas. You be good. Do that. But yeah. Do All right. All right. Bye-bye. Have a good weekend, guys. I'll talk to you all soon. Yep. Bye. Thank you.